I can bring you in warm. Or I can bring you in cold. This is where the fun begins. Hello and welcome to Jedi Knights, the official Star Wars podcast for Joy Clicks. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Connors, and as always, through the Holonet, I have my co-pilot, my Chewbacca, Christian Buckley. How are you, my man? Hello there. That is a very apt way to start this episode. (laughs) (laughs) This is where the fun begins, Mike. This is where the fun begins. Man, oh man, do we have an episode today. Uh, Basically, Christian and I's dreams, and basically all of Star Wars fans' dreams have come true on this March 9th, 2022. Uh, Because we have a trailer, a teaser trailer, for the Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus original series. Uh, very, very exciting stuff. We've been talking about this, speculating about this for like what feels like two years now. Probably has been two years, um, and now we're finally seeing some of it. And I can't wait to talk about it, Christian. Me either. I was made very happy today by one Obi Wan Kenobi, and I can't wait to talk about that with you today. Definitely, man. Obi Wan Kenobi lights a fire in my heart. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh but i think that um well first off i guess i just want to i want to ask you how 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 you've been uh we were talking a little bit about the batman earlier which is a new movie that came out of course yeah doing well i liked the batman i batman's a cool character and been on my mind because i saw it yesterday actually so like Reread a comic last night that I haven't read in a long time. Been thinking about the movie a lot today, and then all of a sudden I get hit with this Kenobi stuff, and I get sent down a whirlwind. Um, but other than that, uh, doing good. It snowed today, so I probably have to shovel a bit before I go to bed tonight, uh, which is unfortunate. But how are you? Pretty good, man. I was also caught off guard by the snow. Um, I, I didn't expect that to happen today, but uh, earlier this weekend I did see the Batman and. I thought it was I thought it was good. Uh, we had a conversation about it. Um, I, I I have some thoughts, but overall, I think it was it was entertaining for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Robert Pattinson, man, never you know he goes from being a werewolf to a bat, and he he does it he does it in great fashion. He does. Um, but anyways, I think we just start this episode off the same way that we usually do with our segment from the jedi archives this is a segment in which christian and i consult the sacred jedi text aka wikipedia we take an article uh whether that be canon or other uh, canon or legends and we bring it to the table to educate one another about a piece of star wars lore that we've chosen for the week uh so christian what did you choose for from the jedi archives today i chose space carrots you're really on the the whole. This exists on Earth. Let's see if it exists in a galaxy far. Mike, far away. when I when the well runs dry, I'll stop. But it has not failed me yet. My first surge every week, I get one. Good for you, man. <laughs> I I honestly tried to do that this week just just for funsies, but um, I couldn't think of one in time, so I came up with something else. But anyways, can you enlighten us on space carrots? Space carrots, or just carrots. Or a favorite food of rabbits. Eating space carrots was said to improve eyesight. Thus, many people incorrectly assumed lepi were sharp-eyed space carrot eaters. 
In truth, Lepi were carnivores and could not stand space carrots. It sounds like me when I was like six years old. Couldn't stand earth carrots. Um, mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yeah. kind of that's kind of funny. They sound they sound a lot like uh, some carrots that I know. Yeah. So I also was curious. I looked at Lepi because I had never seen that name before. It looks like it's from a comic. It is a rabbit standing person. Like, imagine Peppy Hare from Star Fox, but in in Star Wars. <laughs> That's weird, actually. <laughs> so yeah. are they, like, are they sentient? Like, I think so. He had armor on. Standing up on two legs, armor in a space, space jumpsuit. Oh, my God. Uh, maybe they'll show up in obi-wan kenobi who knows who knows but what did you pick um i also went down the food route today christian i mm-hmm. picked blue milk um so blue milk is found on batu lamu lethal tatooine it's a beverage of course also known as bantha milk it was a rich blue colored milk produced by female banthas Sentience drank it and also used it in bantha butter. Blue bantha buttermilk biscuits, say that five times fast. Blue milk cheese, blue milk custard, ice cream, and yogurt. It was notably available on outer end planets such as Batu. I already went through that. Uh, so yeah, interesting stuff. Uh, Christian, you went to Galaxy's Edge, and as I recall, I believe that they sell blue milk at Galaxy's Edge. They do, but I was, I had lunch plans and I was like, I don't know what this is going to taste like. I don't know if this is going to go good with a hot dog, basically. So uh, (laughs) I did not, I unfortunately did not taste the blue milk. I'll do that next trip for sure. That's all right, man. You know, it it doesn't look the most appetizing, to be Mm -hmm. quite honest. Um, Yeah. But I feel like I feel like you I feel like we would both like it, um, and I'm basing that off of nothing. Yeah, I think they said it's like a coconutty thing, maybe, or like a rice milk. It's it's something like that. Uh, interestingly enough, um, yeah, it says the real world milk stand found at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge serves blue milk, which is actually a frozen plant based blend of coconut and rice milks. Oh, nice. That the men that the menu describes as having alluring fruity characteristics. Interesting. Contrast that with Mark Hamill, who once said uh, about the milk that he had to drink in 1977, quote, additives. They put blue food coloring in it, and it was really ghastly, oily and sweet, and ugh, triggered <laughs> gag reflex. But I said, look, if they're going to give me blue milk, you bet I'm going to drink it on camera, because what other chance am I going to get? So there, there you go. Uh, I guess the, the blue milk on set does not taste nearly as good as the blue milk that you can find on Batu. Yeah, I would hope, you know. <laughs> I sure would hope so, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, those were great picks, Christian. Um, I always love going and, and consulting the, the sacred Jedi texts to uh, bring t- bring to the light some underrepresented piece of Star Wars lore. So thank you for bringing that. Yeah, always a pleasure. So starting off with the news today, uh, before we get into our breakdown of the Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, TV tr- teaser. We're going to be talking a little bit about some other news that broke between our last episode and today. Uh, first, to start off with, 
we're going to be talking a little bit about the Star Wars Lego, the Skywalker Saga character packs. Christian, you sent these to me, I think, like over the weekend. Um, and they seem kind of interesting. I guess you can buy these like character packs. I'm not exactly sure how it works, but there, there's one for season one of The Mandalorian, one for season two of The Mandalorian, um, one for Solo, one with classic character packs, a Rogue One one. Uh, like Trooper Packs, The Mandalorian, The Bad Batch. Um, and it seems really interesting, for sure. Uh, but I'm not exactly sure if this is more than just getting characters or if you're actually going to get, um, you know, some new levels with this. What do you think? Yeah, so I, I'm not sure if they've detailed it at all. Like, I know we tried looking, but with previous LEGO games, with the season passes they do, I know that... For something like, um, I think Lego Marvel Avengers or Lego Batman Three, when there was a new Marvel or DC property that released around that, they released a character slash level pack. Like I think, um, I never played any of the DLCs, but I believe there was like for either Lego DC villains or something. They released an Aquaman character pack that had a mission from the movie um, and some characters. So unclear whether or not that will get levels here. Uh, I did mention to you that like Mandalorian and Rogue One and Solo, most of them feature at least one planet maybe that we've seen in other Star Wars media before. So those planets are in the game. Maybe they set a level there, but no confirmation. I think, I'm not sure how much these are going to cost, but the Deluxe Edition, I think, is $10 more than the standard 60 and will include all the character packs. So probably the way to go. Yeah, I have yet to pre-order this, but I feel like that would be what I'd do because these characters, I feel like it would be really awesome. It's kind of lame that these characters are not in the base game, to be quite honest with you. Um, and it seems yeah. like every single week, starting from launch day, they're going to be releasing like two character packs at a time. Um, with the first two being the Mandalorian Season 1 and Solo. So you've got the Mandalorian and Grogu, but Grogu's non-playable, which is sad. Uh, Grief Karga, Cara Dune, IG-11, Kuil, a young Han Solo, young Chewbacca, young Lando... Kira, Tobias Beckett, and Emphis Nest. And on uh, April 19th, you can get the classic characters pack. Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, Han Solo, Darth Vader, Lando Calrissian. I'm sure that these are just going to be like different models of these characters, because I would assume that they're in the base game, all of these. Um, well, just the classic characters pack, rather. Mm -hmm. uh, Rogue One, you get Jen Erso, Bodhi Rook, Cassian Andor, Kadu Esso. Shira Imwe, Baze Malbus, and Director Krennic. And the final character pack, releasing on May 4th, you get three. The Trooper pack, with the, which is the Death Trooper, the Incinerator Trooper, Range Trooper, Imperial Shore, Shore Trooper, and the Mimban Storm Trooper. Mando Season 2 with Ahsoka, Boba Fett, Bo-Katan, Fennec Shan, and Moff Gideon. And you get the Bad Batch, Hunter, Wrecker, Tech, Crosshair, and Echo. Um, so... I hope that these come with levels because I feel like that would just make a lot of sense. But I also have a feeling that they might not. Um, and they're just there for, for the the characters, which I guess would be fine. I, I, I just wish that 
it was a little bit more clear exactly like what you'll be getting. Um, but to me, like, I feel like buying the extra $10 to get all these character packs makes a lot of sense. Um, just because who, who wouldn't want to just run around like as the Mandalorian in uh, the Lego Star Wars Skywalker yeah. Saga game. So, yeah, plus like at least in the old Lego Star Wars games, right? There were so many characters that were inconsequential to like the story, but you could play as them because they played like the main characters that abilities you needed to use to progress. So like, yeah. we're gonna like Din Djarin, I can tell you right now, will play exactly like Han Solo. So mm-hmm. if you want to play as him, when you need to be playing as Han Solo, congratulations, you can. And you can function that way, but you're RPing as Din, you know. Um, yeah. And it's like that with every Lego game that I played, at least. So, yeah, I, at the bare minimum, this is just going to be an ultimate Star Wars toy box. And having more characters in here, even if it's just the characters, that's welcome. Uh, I I hear what you're saying about like I wish more of these were included in the base game. I wonder if some of these character packs are tied to the fact that the game was delayed so many times. Like, if it was like, hey, we have to delay the game another eight months, it's like, well, do we want to make a season two Mandalorian pack so we can get, like, a few more characters in there? Like, we have the time. Um, I'm not a dev. I don't know if that would be in their um, their spare pocket, you know, for an idea to do, but they could be you know so i'm just glad that the game exists and it's soon (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it's really soon i think it comes out on april 5th it's march 9th as we record this so we're less than a month away and i'm really excited to get my hands on this finally and see what it's all about because i've been really excited for it for the past two years as you know christian (laughs) yeah um but yeah i mean i guess like for most of these packs it makes sense uh you know, you're not going to get the Bad Batch in, in the original base game. But the classic characters packs pack makes me sort of, like, raise an eyebrow. With Luke, Leia, Han, Darth Vader, and Lando. These have got to be just, like, different versions of those characters, right? Oh, because for sure. No, no yeah. way. Yeah. No way that they don't show up in the base game. That would be dumb. Anyways, um... So moving on from this, unless you have anything else to say about this, Christian, but I think that's about it. Yeah. Um, we're still talking in the realm of uh, video games here, and we're going to do a little bit about Star Wars Eclipse. Um, so wah, this is where... Yeah. <laughs> this, this game... No. I mean, yeah, I agree. <laughs> like, this game... This game has been embroiled in controversy basically from the minute that it was announced. Um, And I think we're still feeling the after effects um, from, or the effects from that, rather, uh, with this next news. So there's been a report, and it hasn't been confirmed yet, uh, that Star Wars Eclipse uh, is at least five years away, reportedly moved to 2027 or 2028 due to... Uh, reported hiring issues that the game developer is having. Um, so I guess they're not getting enough people to be interested in actually wanting to work on this game. And uh, the, the question that just easily comes from this is, 
is that because of all the controversy? Which I would be inclined to say, yeah, probably. Yeah, uh, I don't see what else it would be. You know, you have an opportunity to work with Star Wars. And there's a lot of talented people in the games industry that I'm sure would like to work on a Star Wars project. But under this management, no. And I don't blame them because I wouldn't want to either. (laughs) Um, No, I don't blame them at all. Yeah. So I I saw, like, I think there was a speculation or a report uh, that went along with this that were saying that, like, internally the date is, like, maybe 2028 at this point. This game's getting canceled, Mike. I said that once before. I'm standing by it. I don't think this game is going to come out ever. Yeah, it's kind of a shame. I honestly agree with you, Christian. Um, I think they were a little bit too hot and heavy when they released that cinematic trailer. Um, I think it was like earlier this year, right? Or like late last it was, year. Yeah, and I, I think the discussion around that was the only reason they did that was to act as like a recruiting tool. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> uh that backfired, huh? Yeah. Um <laughs> it's it's just like you know you you can't sit here and tell me that like Disney didn't see this coming, you know? Like how did how did they or or why did they sign a deal with Quantic Dream, which is the developer of the game that has like all of these issues? Um why would they even choose them to work on this game in the first place? I feel like in this day and age, they should be a little bit more aware of what's going on because now people are not going to, now people have like turned against it. Nobody wants to work on it and it's most likely never going to see the light of day. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think we're in a point right now with Star Wars games where we're about to get hit with so many that if one gets canceled, how many have we seen get canceled in the past? You know, like, I, I think it's going to be inconsequential. I'm with you. I, I'm i I'm just a little confused also because, like, I was surprised that PlayStation partnered with them again within the last couple of years because um, they did for Detroit. And Detroit, I think, commercially did pretty well. And I... I think even some outlets like gave it some awards, which uh, I mean, that's just a matter of personal taste. But like, yeah, uh, maybe they just saw how Detroit fared. And when they were penning these deals, maybe before some of the more recent allegations came out, because you have to imagine like that, that deal is probably made like at least a year or two ago. Um, Yeah, definitely. Like, it's been common knowledge for a while that David Cage is a bit of a scumbag, but the extent just became more clear in the recent years. So not making excuses for why they made the deal, but I think that could probably be the logic there because they also made a deal with Ubisoft, right? And Ubisoft has also been raked over the coals the last, like, two years with a bunch of harassment lawsuits and stuff, so... They still sell. That's probably why the deal yeah. was made. No, they definitely still sell. Um, I just, I feel like, it, you know, it's just odd to me that, like, they would still, like, double down on it. Like, sure. you know, like, granted, they probably did make this deal with Quantic Dream, like, a year or two ago. But, like, they didn't have to do what they did earlier this year and, like, get people all hyped. Or at least, like, announce 
a, a new Star Wars game coming from them to the general public. Like, I feel like they could have made some more... I don't know. I, it, it, you know, who who can really say? Sure. Like, I, I'm not really sure, like, what's going on internally over at Disney, and I'm sure that, like, it's probably hard for them to just, like, bail on a contract that they probably have already signed. Yeah. But, like, but, like you know, come on, guys. Like, it's just not going to happen now. Because, like, you didn't think you didn't think far enough ahead. Um, but at the at the same time, it's like how could how could they be how could they be privy to that before it even happens? I, I don't I don't know. Um, it's just interesting. I I wish that this game was made. I wish it was made by someone else um, because it looks really cool. It sounds like a really cool idea, but I don't know if I can support it if it's going to be. Um, made by you know quantic quantic dream and everything like that so what we just have to do is patiently wait for the kotor remake and everything will be fine everything will be fine and uh <laughs> star wars jedi fallen order too yeah exactly which is maybe this year so i'm not gonna lose sleep over this you know could be this year yeah um I don't know. When do you think we'll hear more about Star Wars Eclipse, like, officially, Christian? Do you think it'll be sometime soon, or do you think we're going to have to wait a few years until we hear something? I think we will learn everything about this game in two years when we haven't heard about it since the reveal, and Jason Schreier has a meaty write-up about what happened. Oh, okay. So you're saying, like, it gets canceled and Jason Schreier writes an expose about why yes in two years time from today the kenobi anniversary date for the trailer okay all right i wish we were on reddit i could do like remind me <laughs> two years I'll, I'll write something <laughs> somewhere i'll see i'll see if we remember <laughs> all right well uh yeah i guess i would also put my money on the fact that this is going to be canceled <laughs> which is you know it, it sounded like a cool idea but you know can't can't support people and organizations that do bad things correct so anyways moving on from that christian is there any other news that we can talk about before we get into the obi-wan meat and potatoes here i don't think so dude like what a roller coaster of a day it was you know yes what a roller coaster of the day and so I guess we can start talking about the Obi-Wan Kenobi stuff that we got today. Um, and so if you're a little sensitive about this and you don't want any spoilers about Obi-Wan Kenobi, the TV show, uh, now would probably be a good time to stop listening. Um, but uh, I think we should start off with the beginning of the day, Christian, because you, and I, you, Jack, and I were sort of like live texting each other as this was all coming out. <laughs> and it first started today with a new Entertainment Weekly cover and cover story and images about obi-wan kenobi and the cover of entertainment weekly which is actually its last print cover ever whoa um yeah interesting right yeah that's nuts is yeah is obi-wan with his lightsaber ignited looking into the camera and he looks awesome he looks like exactly what i thought like a reclusive obi-wan hiding out on tatooine would look like um it's just like and it's also just so great to see ewan mcgregor like back fully taking on this role um just makes my heart warm yeah man it it's it's a wonderful thing to see unfold 
you know and just seeing like the comparison also i think you sent this uh the um phantom menace entertainment weekly obi-wan shot and this one almost like 20 something years apart like that's it's wild and it's it's really exciting and heartwarming to see him come back it's nice yeah and he looks incredible i have to say very christ-like as he should (laughs) he he really does look like look like christ um so we got a lot of information about this um man where do we even begin um we get some information and some photos from Entertainment Weekly about this. Um, I guess we can just go through the photos that we got first, and then we can talk about the teaser. Um, so we have some photos. Uh, one is of Obi-Wan sort of like feeding a alien horse. Looks good. Yes. I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Second photo, we got Obi-Wan peering around a corner. Um, a dirty, dirty corner in his 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 non-Jedi robes because he's not trying to draw too much attention to himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a photo of the next... Uh, one, of, one of the new Inquisitors whose name is escaping me right now. They, they released his name. Oh, Reva. R-E-V-A. Okay. Um, we also have another photo of Reva. And seemingly on Tatooine, we have a photo of Obi-Wan on the new planet of Dayu. It's like neon lit and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. looks like Hong Kong, kind of. Um, we have a shot of Joel Edgerton playing uh, Uncle Owen. And the new Inquisitor sort of just like looking at each other very intensely in the eyes. And then we have probably the best photo of them all. Obi-Wan Kenobi in his cave with nothing in it other than like his bed mm-hmm. and him. And it, it, it evokes a lot of emotion. Let's just put it this way. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, dude. The cave specifically is giving me this is where we get the flashbacks. This is where he talks to Qui-Gon. That, like, that's what's happening there. Yeah. Do you think he's going to talk to Qui-Gon in this? I feel like he's got it. He absolutely will. Does he? We're going to see him learn his Force Ghost training in that cave. It's tinted blue for a reason. That's where it happens. I'm convinced. So, yeah. There's a lot to talk about here. Um, Ewan McGregor was interviewed by Entertainment Weekly. And I'm not sure if the full interview came out yet, but he did say something to the effect as that we start this story out with Obi-Wan sort of like beaten down, um, almost to the point of like giving up um, and just like sad about like what happened, which makes so much sense. Oh yeah. So much sense. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm really happy that they're sort of like following and staying true to the story plots and the story beats that had happened previously. Um, They're really leaning into that. Um, which is good because losing all of everything that you know in like two days is probably pretty traumatizing for somebody. Oh yeah, absolutely. Regardless of regardless of how great of a Jedi you are. So, um, anyways, I'm, I feel like I'm kind of just like rambling, Christian. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of info to sort through, right? Like, I I didn't get a chance to read all of 
the uh, quotes and stuff from today. But yeah, hearing that, obviously, it has the focus of the single uh, creator spearheading everything with Deborah Chow, right? Like, I think hearing what he's saying about the character is exciting because that's something you and I wanted to see is sad Obi-Wan. Yeah. Like, of course, rematch of the century is something that they said a while ago. They're saying it again on the cover of Entertainment Weekly here. So we're going to have some flashy, bombastic moments, I'm sure. But seeing some of those photos and hearing his perspective uh, returning to the character, like that's the stuff we want to be explored, right? We want to see what it was like for him to deal with his failure, what it was like for him to grieve Anakin and Padme and the Order and everything, right? Like I, I really want to dive in with that and hearing his quotes gives me a lot of confidence that we'll get that. Yeah, so the full quote is, quote, we find Obi-Wan at the beginning of our story rather broken and faithless and beaten, somewhat given up. Um, which is, I th like you said, Christian, I think we've been talking this whole time about how we sort of just want like an Obi-Wan character study, kind of, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, become him and, and sort of like, take in all of his psyche and everything that he's thinking about after order 66. And I think that that's where we're going with this. And I think it, it it's honestly the only way that telling an Obi-Wan story in this time period makes sense, I think. Um, and it reminds me a little bit about, of Luke Skywalker in the last Jedi, who also has this moment of sort of, he also has this moment of kind of rejecting the Jedi order and like not being sure exactly like that was the right choice. And I think that Obi-Wan going through that same issue is really interesting. Yeah. Cause I think it'll also knowing where he ends up seeing him in a new hope, right? Like I, I think seeing the journey he takes will give us added perspective on his attitude towards Luke and Luke's training in the originals, right? Where Obi-Wan had in mind the whole, like, one day I was going to give you this and you're supposed to carry this on. Like, he had that sort of nugget of hope when we meet him in A New Hope, right? Like, he was waiting for the day where Luke in The Last Jedi and the sequels, Luke's done. Luke's like, it's all a bust. There's no more hope, you know? So whatever ride Obi-Wan goes on here where he starts from that perspective of Luke and gets to a point where he's like, okay, I have to be in hiding still, but there will be a day when things can return. Um, curious to see the characters he interacts with, the arc he has as a character to get him to that point. Because Luke in the sequels did have the arc to a degree it just sort of happened in between movies so being able to explore that similar arc in a series uh excites me definitely i think it's just going to be interesting to see where or how rather obi-wan goes from you know this beaten down faithless somewhat given up character to the obi-wan that we see 
in the original trilogy, um, very adamant in teaching uh, Luke about the ways of the Force, about being a Jedi, um, and sort of just, I think that this show, if it's done well, will show us how Obi-Wan goes from basically a pit of despair to finding that new hope, like you were talking about. Um, and I think, I think it looks really good, man. <laughs> like it, just, just from what I'm hearing, from what, you know, you and McGregor is saying and from what we've, we've seen, it, it looks like it's going in that direction. Hell yeah, dude. Why don't we talk about what we've seen? Let's talk about what we've seen. Uh, enough with these still photos. Let's go to the freaking teaser trailer. Let's do this thing. Uh, so I think we're going to just sort of look through this scene by scene. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only a minute and 46 seconds long, um, but we can definitely break some of this down. So we start off with a wide shot of what seems to be the Tatooine landscape, um, and it sort of focuses in on a figure walking in the distance. Um, with the music, I have to say the music in this trailer uh it's not fair. You can't you can't use those themes, man. Yeah, I know. I mean, <laughs> I it was really great hearing part of uh, some of the Revenge of the Sith stuff, and then we'll get to it. But man, yeah, they they knew what they were doing with the tracks they picked for this one. Yeah, so I think it starts off with Battle of the Heroes. Yeah, um, like some some rendition of Battle of the Heroes, um, as we see this this figure in the desert. Um, the next shot, we see Obi-Wan seemingly uh, taking his camel. I don't even know what they're called. Space camel, camel, we know from Wikipedia. Just add space. Exactly. Exactly. Space camel uh, through the streets of, I think, Tatooine. Um, I'm not sure. Probably Mos Eisley or something like that. Um, uh, as we listen to the Battle of the Heroes uh, music, we get some interesting shots of Obi-Wan just sort of like living his own life, not trying to put much focus on him, trying to stay in the shadows quite literally in the next shot mm-hmm. where he's sort of in the background covered by shadows as he sort of, I don't even really know what he's doing, but he's just like with a bunch of locals um, and it looks like he's trying to just like fit in, which is interesting. Yeah. Like I wonder if, do you think he's working at all? Is he like whittling and like selling wood things to a market? Like how how does he survive? Does he produce anything? Is he just in his cave carving things? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I feel like he might have some sort of like tattooing job. Yeah, because if he's <laughs> if he's got like a camel that he's like going into town with, I imagine he's bringing something, or you're going for like a little farmer's market day, you know. Yeah, maybe he's like a scavenger, like Ray, maybe. Sure. I don't know. Sure, sure. Um, but that's kind of like the vibes that you get from this shot specifically of him sort of just like... Seems looks like he's taking off his belt or something like that um, with just like a bunch of other people around him. Um, and we start with the Obi-Wan Kenobi voiceover in this shot where he says, The fight is done. Uh, then we get a black screen to Obi-Wan walking through the Tatooine desert, or not walking through, riding his space camel through the Tatooine desert, and he says, we lost. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So it seems like Obi-Wan at this moment is, is dejected. I think that that's an apt word for how he's feeling, um, given what Ewan McGregor says about him sort of like giving up somewhat. He's sort of just moving into this state of mind where he's like, you know what? We lost. There's nothing I can do about it. I'm just going to do what I have to do here and die. Like, that's kind of the vibe that I'm getting from him. Yeah, and that's, I think, in line with the quotes and everything. Um, and I do like that it is a, a slow start to the trailer, honestly, because it, it would have been so easy to just out the gate, lightsabers clashing, you know? <laughs> like, I like the slow start. It gives me faith that we'll get what we want out of this show. Yeah, I think, I think we will. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of starting definitely the only character that we know and that we've seen so far in the trailer is Obi-Wan. So it kind of shows us that they're taking a more like individualized approach to this. It is the Obi-Wan Kenobi TV show after all, but after Book of Boba Fett, that means nothing. (laughs) Sure. Um, But anyways, uh, very slow opening to the trailer, but very cool. So we have that shot of Obi-Wan riding a space camel through the Tatooine sands saying, the fight is over, we lost. And then we get him looking out from basically a cliff over at the Lars homestead. And he looks through binoculars and he sees the Lars homestead and none other than who we can assume is Luke Skywalker on top of his house pretending to be flying some sort of speeder or starfighter and obi-wan's just kind of watching him from a distance yeah dude Um, and it's 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 great those are (laughs) some pod racing moves if i've ever seen them yes they do look like pod racing moves to be quite honest i mean like i was thinking like speeder bikes there's like a motion that he does that kind of like looks like he's accelerating on a speeder bike but it could also be a pod pod racer as well yeah man i thought that was great uh we had feelings and talked about it to death especially with the rumors of young leia like are they going to show a young luke he's on tatooine he's supposed to be watching over luke and guess what we're getting young luke um will this child's face be cgi to look like a young mark hamill no are you sure no no (laughs) (laughs) i just don't think that they need to i think that just from like i mean we don't really get to see this child actor like kind of close up it's taken from pretty far away but they look relatively young like i feel like you can get away with a child's face that like doesn't necessarily match up completely you know yeah like because there is that whole thing about like well they are a kid you know yeah (laughs) I mean, what do you think? Do you think they're going to, like, mess with his face a little bit to make him look like Mark Hamill? I think they will, unfortunately. Um, Because why not? That's the thing. They've done it so easily already. They have, I'm sure, baby photos of Mark Hamill. They can do it. They have the technology. And they're not going to have their Jeff Jeff Goldblum, should we do this moment, they're just going to be like, oh, we can do it? Yeah, why not? Let's do it. I guess I just don't want to believe that they'll do that. Sure. But also, Luke is probably going to be in the show for like a total of like three minutes, so. 
Well, that was the next question that I was going to ask you. Um, how much of a presence do you think we're going to see, you know, Luke Skywalker and the Lars family in this show? Um, this is kind of a spoiler for a, a shot upcoming, but we do see Uncle Owen in a different situation, seemingly, in this trailer. Um, but, like, do you think Obi-Wan's going to, like, have a moment with Luke and, like, talk with him or something like that, you know? Because in A New Hope, we know that Luke is aware of Ben Kenobi's presence. He knows who he is. So it's not impossible that, like, they would have interacted at some point. I think in the scene that happens later in this trailer with Owen and the Inquisitor, that will be a scene that takes place at the end of a sequence where Obi-Wan is at his farmer's market day in the uh, the shopper's area of Tatooine, and Owen Lars is there with a young Luke, and they will pass each other in the market, and like the Owen and Obi Wan will give like a nod, like oh hello, and he'll look at Luke and he will say hello there. Oh uh, yeah, I mean that would be. <laughs> That would be the way to do it. Mike, right? I have never been more sure of anything in my entire goddamn life. That is the interaction they'll have. Honestly, man, I feel like it's it's just cheesy enough, but also like meaningful mm-hmm. that they would do something like that. Because there has to be a hello there in there. There has to be. You know, that was the Twitter Definitely. account's first tweet. There has to be. Yeah, there's got to be at least one hello yeah. there in this whole entire series. Yeah. Honestly, I would be offended. I would be offended. Sure, yeah. Because, like, Alec Guinness says it. Ewan says it. Now yeah. we have that in between. We need it again. Definitely, man. I mean, that's that was the whole thing that, like, George Lucas did at first, too. He sort of just tried to find people who would do Alec Guinness, but younger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he wrote that stuff in there on purpose. Mm-hmm. So I hope that they do. I hope that they do do stuff like yeah. that. Counting on it. Um, I have, uh, I think you're probably right. And honestly, the scene that you give seems like it could happen, but we'll see. Um, I also thought that this shot of Luke was like really cute. Like it kind of just like warmed my, my insides. Like it has like this sort of like longing feeling toward of like, like to it almost like Obi-Wan like knows his potential and like knows so much about Luke. And Luke just, like, doesn't know anything. And he's, like, so naive. Mm -hmm. And he's literally just, like, playing. Like a kid would do. But he just has no idea, like, what's coming. He has no idea, like, what is about to happen to him. And, like, what he's meant to be. And, like, Obi-Wan knowing all that. And having to, like, just watch him and not say anything and not interfere. Is, like, kind of emotional. Yeah, I'm with you. But, yeah, very interesting stuff. Anyways, moving on from that, we have a we have Obi Wan say, "Stay hidden," um, as he sort of like lowers his space binoculars down, as, and seemingly looking at Luke. So, um, it seems like Luke is trying to do, or Obi Wan's trying to keep Luke hidden and also keep himself hidden. Um, so. Then it happens, Mike. Then it happens. After that, we get the title. We get we get the card of Lucasfilm Limited with 
the duel of the fates chant insanity insanity i got goosebumps i was like oh i was like shaking when i saw this question i was so caught off guard by this i like of course they would use it right because I we talked about this before when the John Williams news happened. Obi Wan doesn't have a theme, but like that song is is so tied to Obi Wan because it was him, Qui Gon, and Maul, right? And yeah, I I haven't watched. Does the does that did they play Duel of Fates again when he fights Maul again? I forget. Uh, are you talking about in like the Corps in Wars? Rebels? In Rebels, I don't know. I think that scene... Are you talking about the scene where... Spoilers for Star Wars Rebels. Uh, where Obi-Wan kills yeah. Maul on Tatooine. Uh, I don't know if there was like really much music. Okay. I don't know. I just remember it being more sort of like introspective. Okay. Because, yeah, like... You might be right. It's, it's evocative of the prequels overall, but also that really iconic Obi-Wan scene. Which he kind of he he's kind of not the main player there. Like it's Qui Gon, it's Qui Gon, but Obi Wan's there, you know. So, um, in hindsight, it makes perfect sense that they use this for the trailer. But Lord, I did not think I'd be hearing that when I when I logged in, <laughs> you know. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it was an inspired choice. Oh yeah. So. Um, I. Like you said, Obi-Wan's so intricately tied to this music. Um, so it makes sense. And I, I would assume that Disney would not want to like give away like his new theme oh, yeah. in a teaser trailer. Maybe they just want to like keep that for like the first time you watch it, you know? Yeah. I don't know. So after this, we get a shot of a seemingly empire plane. Uh, and the voiceover of the Grand Inquisitor saying the key to hunting Jedi is patience and a shot of the Grand Inquisitor. So uh, I'm pretty sure that that is the Inquisitor place that we visit in Jedi Fallen Order. Um, I don't remember the name of it exactly, um, but that's that, I'm pretty sure that's what that is. Yeah, I was wondering if it's like another one of those or if it's like the same one because i imagine there's probably a couple across the galaxy but yeah i was yeah the fortress inquisitor okay so that's just the one place it is only one um i mean that's the only one that's in canon that i can find right okay but it does look like a little bit different i don't know well yeah that's what i was thinking it was i mean there's also in like the first arc of Rebels or the first like episode of Rebels, don't they go to one also? And that's where the Luminara thing happens, like the the fake out. Hello. Hello. Can you still hear me? Oh, you cut out there. So oh, that's all good. Um, I was saying in Rebels, don't they go to an Inquisitor fort also? Like Luminara, the fake out happens there. That's true. That's true. That does happen. Um, the only thing that makes me think that this is Fortress Inquisitorious, though, is that it's completely surrounded by water. Sure. And according to the Wikipedia page on uh, 
the Fortress Inquisitorius. It says it's a heavily armed underwater stronghold. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. We'll have to see, you know. But how do you think uh, the Inquisitor looks, the Grand Inquisitor? Because in, I know um, Rebels is highly stylized, but I did kind of expect Tall Thin Head instead of just like normal scaled person. But I think that's also um, like we've had that conversation before of like, I bet it would look weird if we had seen Obi-Wan animated for the first time and then we just see Obi-Wan in real life, you know? So it might just be like a jarring, this is different, but how do you think? Because I've seen splits, split thoughts online. Can I give you my honest sure. opinion? I mean, I'm always honest on this show, so it's no different than any of my other opinions. But I don't really like it. I think it kind of looks a little sus. Uh, I think that they probably could have found an actor who had a head similar to the species that like greets Obi-Wan when he goes to Utapau on episode three. Um, that person had like a pretty long... Like, it was very stylized, even in live action. And I feel like they could have done that again. Um, but then it says, you know, then it's the, the whole thing about, is that good for stunts? Probably not. And if they're trying to go more realistic with, like, the style of these live action TV shows, I think ultimately it's fine. Um, I I just think that they're, they're, they could have gone the other way. I'm not really, like, a huge fan of the way it looks, but, you know, it's not, like, something that I would, like, get all, like, upset about, you know? Yeah, like, I don't think it stands out. I don't think it looks like that's a Star Wars character. Like, I think it looks fine. I think it's just, like, we're used to seeing the hyper-stylized version of that character. So, and I think in time, we won't even be thinking about it. Like, this show is going to have people who've never watched the animated series, mm-hmm. you know? And those people won't have, like, the reference that we do. That, like, when we look at him, we think... When we think of the Grand Inquisitor, we think of his cartoon form, right? And now we're getting this. But those people who have never watched Clone Wars or Rebels, this is the only reference that they have. It's not going to be that jarring to them. Like, so it it makes sense. I'm here. I like change. You know what? And if this is, you know, just like a different style that they're trying to go for in Star Wars live action, then like, whatever. Yeah. It's, it is what it is. They had to change. They had to, they had to change Ahsoka as well. Like her, her Leku are are like not as long as they are in like any of the cartoons. But it was because, like, it was hard to do stunts with it and stuff. So they have to change things because it's live action. All the, diff- all the Star Wars shows have a different, like, style of art anyways. You could just think of that, about this as, like, just another iteration of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it looks fine. Yeah. Uh, so after that, we get some more music. We get this shot of this train running through the desert obi-wan's on it with a bunch of other locals it seems and we have the grand inquisitor say jedi cannot help what they are 
Yeah. Then I'm to an underwater into an underwater scene with a bunch of inquisitors and stormtroopers, seemingly at the fortress Inquisitorius or some inquisitor fortress. Yeah, um, I am curious because now that we're looking at the interior of the fortress, right? It is underwater, like in Jedi Fallen Order. Um, yeah. Do you think like this is Vader's place right now? Like, do you think we're like if we like when we see Vader, it'll be here because we we knew he was hanging there in Fallen Order. So, yeah. um, obviously he has his castle, but I think it would make sense that if we get Vader stuff, that's not probably the big confrontation scene. It's probably here, right? At that table. Look at that big seat with the like the uh the Vader castle looking pillars on it. That's gotta be his seat, right? Yeah, that's definitely gotta be his seat. I mean, I think you're probably right. I think what we're seeing here are the main inquisitors that we're gonna be seeing in the show. Um and I'm not sure if they're gonna show Vader's castle at all, but um yeah, it'll probably just, you know, this he'll probably operate out of the space mm-hmm. during the show. I would assume. Yeah, probably. But I don't know, Christian, does the fact that it's underwater make you think that it's actually maybe the Fortress Inquisitorium? I think so, dude. Because, like, why do that twice? <laughs> you know? Right. Like, I you could. You could make up another water planet that has a fortress under it but like you have one you know <laughs> like you, you got one yeah, you might as well you, you might yeah as well. like flesh that one out more instead of making a new one give it it'll have it feel like it has more history be like oh yeah don't go down that tunnel that thing's been cursed ever since that kid came in here and that crushed the windows you know like <laughs> <laughs> yeah give it some history <laughs> flesh it out <laughs> Uh, we get the next shot of a bunch of people congregating in a square uh, with someone who seemed to be hanged. You see their feet dangling. Grand Inquisitor says they're compassioned. He's talking about the Jedi. He says they're compassioned. And we see the grand, uh, one of the Inquisitors, Uncle Owen, and... That's the scene that I think says leaves the trail. That's the scene that I think follows uh, Ben and Luke's hello there interaction at the farmer's market. I believe. You think so? You think like Luke's probably like just right next to Uncle Owen right now? Probably. Or when there was the hanging, Owen might have had Ben be like, hey, can you like take him away? while I, like, finish buying my power converters. I think that might be <laughs> what happened here. Um, but, yeah, I was... This was another part of the trailer that really shocked me. I was surprised that we got to, we saw a public execution. Yep. Caught me off guard. Didn't think that'd be here. Pretty interesting, though. Yeah. Next shot, we get the new Inquisitor, whose name is escaping me right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moses Reba. Ingram is the actor I know yes Moses Ingram plays Reba I got ingrained in my brain mm-hmm. or something 
Uh, and she's on top of a building. It's a neon, has a neon sign. And it kind of looks like, uh, it doesn't, definitely doesn't look like Tatooine. Um, no, yeah, this is, um, Dio, right, is the name of the place? I think so. I think it is, yeah. But I do like it. It, it reminds me of, um... 1313 aesthetically just seeing like the the overhead of the city it's very dark and grimy and lots of neon it, it reminds me of some of the concepts that we saw for like the lower levels of coruscant definitely so yeah no, that's definitely true uh but i guess the it's sort of like based off of hong kong kind of um mm-hmm. which i guess visually makes a lot of sense uh, yeah lots of neon Lots of the, um, lots of rain. Yep, lots of rain. Uh, and so we see Rayva looking over, and we move back to Tatooine with a Imperial shuttle dropping and an officer coming out with the Grand Quizzer saying, the Jedi Code is like a bitch. Back on the new planet, we have one of the Grand Inquisitors looking at some of the people on the city street. Um, as Obi-Wan looks at her back um, and the Grand Inquisitor says he cannot help it likely talking about Obi-Wan we see this Mm -hmm. droid talking to a stormtrooper I think that line I want to call it specifically like saying the the code is like an itch and he can't help it I didn't process this the first time watching this because I was just like dumbstruck. Yeah. But I think the plot of the show is the Inquisitors trying to like bait him out, right? That seems to be the case. Like set up a situation where, of course, Obi-Wan would feel obliged to help because it's what the Order has trained him to do. Yeah. Um, and that's probably what gets him to go to this planet like a trap of um yeah like this that's what gets him off world i don't know what the extent of the plan would be like if there is a jedi that's in need on dio or if it's uh related to his past or if there's a friend he thought was dead but it turns out they're alive and they're there um that would make sense because i remember initially we were like do you buy that he'd leave Tatooine? And I think the the framing of it from the Inquisitor in that line of like the Jedi code is like an itch, he can't help it, I think makes a lot of sense. Because this is, we still got like about 10 years to go before New Hope. So like Obi-Wan, he's been in it for a while in isolation. So maybe he thinks that now might be a time to start things. He's wrong, but I they've prepped me enough to make me believe that this story always happened you know definitely no i think that was very interesting insight for sure um mm-hmm. Thank you. i i definitely wanted to see obi-wan go off world and like have his own adventure um and i also think that this if, if the inquisitors are trying to bait him out into like a trap basically that does fit in with some of the rumors about like what this is actually going to be 
showing. And I'm not going to get into that here because that's just speculation. I don't want to ruin sure. it if it is true, but kind um, of makes, makes sense for sure. So we see Rava sort of jumping across the streets of uh, this new planet here and the Grand Inquisitor talking to somebody saying, where is he? as he spins his lightsaber like he does in the cartoon. So cool, dude. Yeah, that was neat. That was nice. That was a neat little thing to throw in there. I thought that was fun. Uh, do you think we're going to see them uh, glide on their, <laughs> on their lightsabers as they spin? I think at least once. We have to. Yeah. Even if it's for a gag. Like, if somebody's doing it and then they get shot out of the sky, it's just one. Like, I think we'll get in some degree yeah i hope so uh that's definitely the great inquisitor too right yeah 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 absolutely uh then it says between darkness and we see one of the inquisitors walking through that new planet city street with a bunch of yeah so stormtroopers i i think that's sung kang's character because i remember the rumors was that he was playing the ninth brother, I think. Yeah. I think that's him. That's definitely, I think that is the ninth brother. Because he's the only other major inquisitor that gets a, a focus in this trailer, right? And uh, I don't, th- I think there was maybe one other at the table, but it didn't look like. Um, somebody who's like actively going out and doing things the way that uh, this character looks ready for combat and um, the Grand Inquisitor and Moses Ingram's character all look stacked up for combat. So I, I think that's him. I, I would be surprised if that's not the ninth brother. So it actually it actually looks like that he's the fifth brother. Fifth, okay. So he's the, the ninth sister and the fifth brother. Yeah, he's the fifth brother and it's the seventh sister. And that is actually who people think is the Inquisitor who was walking down the city street looking at all the uh, the citizens as, like, Obi-Wan was, like, looking at her. Uh, oh. So I think we're going to be seeing some fifth brother and seventh sister action. Very nice. All right, so moving on from that, we see some what seem will look like escape pods or something blasting off into space as Reva ignites her red lightsaber saber in um, an outdoor area of Tatum. Ta- uh, one of the cards says def- and defeat. We have a hand touching some hieroglyphics <laughs> on, <laughs> on, on wood. Uh, I feel like mm-hmm. every Star Wars trailer has a a shot of somebody like touching something (laughs) i think you're right dude also that it looks like it's the uh the jedi order symbol carved there yeah it kind of does oh yeah you're right that is the jedi order yeah interesting maybe it's like a version of the rebellion one which we all know is the exact same thing but like uh it looks like there's some feathers on there that could be the start or the uh, the Jedi Order one. 
Next shot we get is of Moses Ingram's Reva on a city side, uh, alley with somebody with a gun in front of in front of her, seemingly like a standoff. We cut to mm-hmm. a battle on the rooftops. Um, I don't know who's involved in this. Can you make out anybody? That's absolutely Obi-Wan with the blaster behind that little vent. You think that's Obi-Wan? Yeah. The hair is long enough. He's got the robe on. That's him. Yeah. That's also, true. I think it makes sense for Obi-Wan, who's in hiding, to not be using a lightsaber. You know? like. Oh, yeah. As, yeah, definitely. As uncivilized as it may be, I think he's rocking a blaster in this planet. And I think that confrontation in the alleyway also is probably him because uh it looks like this is all part of one chase sequence so yeah it didn't look like that confrontation in the alley was was him as well um which is interesting i guess raven's going at him with a lightsaber she doesn't care and mm-hmm. he's like yeah i'm not gonna do that <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is cool um we see a bunch of like cool little birds kind of fly up from this battle, it seems. That just seems like a cool shot. That's the mm-hmm. that is. Uh, another card says, Hope survives as it fades in on Ewan McGregor's beautiful, sun ragged face. Uh, this is exactly how I imagined like Ewan McGregor's Obi Wan in Exile would look like. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing, dude. It's so good. Yeah, that final shot looks straight out of all those fake YouTube videos, you know. It seriously does. It's so, It really does. Yeah. Um, also, got some gray peppered in there. The The transition to Alec Guinness is beginning. Oh, definitely. I mean, if that's not happening in his real life, then they definitely did that in makeup. For sure. And the music swells. As we get the title card, Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi, and we hear Darth Vader breathing. Um, and then I thought it was a cool little touch. The lightsaber yeah. does, does the Disney Plus thing. <laughs> uh, the blue lightsaber. Anyways. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, it's that's, fantastic. That's the trailer, man. That is the trailer. I'm so glad they didn't show Darth Vader. I am so glad they didn't show Darth Vader as well um i feel like that would have been really cheap but do you yeah, think they'll do like, that for the regular trailer maybe yeah maybe maybe yeah yeah i think so because like all odds are we get one more i'd say one more trailer beforehand because i think we got two trailers for boba fett right yeah it would make sense maybe on may the 4th we get the full-blown trailer um and fingers crossed the announcement of like premieres gonna be in theaters or something but yeah i think um vader will absolutely be shown in the full trailer but here i appreciate that we just got the little breath and i also appreciate i didn't really get a grasp on this until going through it the way we just did this all seems like it's probably from the first half of the show like first half of the season um i mean i don't know if we can really make a judgment on that i feel like we don't know too much about it but like yeah it definitely doesn't seem like they're showing us everything i feel like there's a lot that they're withholding you know yeah like 
let me rephrase. I I wouldn't be surprised if all we saw was stuff from the first half of the season because yeah. yeah. Like I could be believing that within three episodes, Obi-Wan goes to this other planet and then gets in a chase sequence. Cause like the scene of showing the inquisitors at the base, uh, Obi-Wan on Tatooine looking over Luke, that's probably the first episode just to establish everything. (laughs) Um, and then beyond that, we just have those shots on Dio and some flavor stuff with like the escape pods and all that. So I, yeah, I think they're holding the cards close to the chest and I'm glad. I, I hope that they continue doing that to be honest. Um, like it would be cool if in the next trailer, like there's no Vader until like the very last frame and it's just like him igniting his lightsaber. Right. Like I want to see, I want to yeah. see an Obi-Wan trailer like, I want to see them market this Obi-Wan show without ever showing him with his lightsaber. <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah, I think that would honestly be my preferred way for them to do this. Seriously. Because, like, I appreciate the restraint, and I think there is an art to making trailers, and so rarely it's done well. But I think this one was good as a teaser. And I, I really do think that I... I trust them at this point, right? Like they didn't put Luke in any trailer for any of the shows. So I know Vader is a probably bigger deal for the immediate character cast, right? Like Luke isn't important to Din Djarin really for marketing the way Vader is for Obi-Wan, but I'm glad they didn't need, or they, they, yeah, they didn't need to, and they didn't do it. So I'm glad that they actually believed. No, I'm definitely glad as well. Um, so overall, I mean, I'm really excited about this, and this sort of just makes me even more hyped. What about you, Christian? I'm fully prepared to watch Revenge of the Sith within the next 24 hours. <laughs> I honestly might, too. Uh, so. I mean, you know, Obi-Wan is your favorite Star Wars character, correct? Yeah, man, this is great. This is... I've waited my whole life for this, honestly. Because, like, it was great... And then after the Clone Wars started up, I was like, the Star Wars movies are dead uh, as a child. And then for sure, no more Obi-Wan. He already died when I saw his old life. And then we get this glorious, hopefully six-hour epic to just have a definitive Obi-Wan Kenobi finale on that character. So I'm stoked. I can't wait. This is fantastic. Agreed, man. I kind of hope that they just do this, and that's it. They just never do Obi-Wan ever again, you know? I just feel it. I hope that, that that's how they do it. Yeah, like, obviously, I'd always love to see more Obi-Wan stuff, but I think I'm, I'm going into this hoping that this is his grand finale, you know? I, I agree, man. I agree. And I think it's going to start and end on Tatooine. And I'm excited to see where Obi-Wan goes in between and who he, who he encounters. I agree. And we don't have to wait very long, which is very nice. No, we, we really don't. And I'm excited to see some more information come out about this as we get closer, for sure. Absolutely. Do you think May the 4th is the next big drop, or do you think we get some other stuff between now and then? I think we definitely right on the nose with May 4th. Uh, I think maybe they'll release, like, photos 
um, sporadically until then or something like that. They'll be more willing to like have the actors like talk to the press and everything like that. So we'll get more news coming from there. Um, but May 4th, I think we're going to see, uh, you know, something big come from this. And then definitely May 25th, we're going to be getting that bad boy. So Hell yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait, man. Can't wait. Uh, so anything else you want to say about this question? Um, I don't think so. I think we honestly, I took away some more things from going through the trailer this way, which was nice. Uh, this is probably my, like sixth time watching it today. So yeah, feels good. I'm excited. Yeah. I think it was good to go through it sort of scene by scene and break it down that way. For sure. It, it, it opened my eyes to a few things. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't you take us out to see Christian? Sure thing. Mike, where can everybody find you? You can uh, follow me on Twitter at Mike P. Connors. Very nice. You can find me on Twitter and TikTok at Chun2D2. YouTube.com slash JoyClicks is where you can go if you enjoy gaming or things related to gaming because we got videos that go up occasionally on there. If you want the audio version of this show, you can do so by going to Apple.com. That's not the name of the thing. <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play. Sorry, I, I mess with my flow. I usually have the closing flow locked down and I mess with it. Podcast.com. Uh, podcast.com slash Apple. Uh, your favorite podcast provider. Go there, look up Jedi Knights without the K or Joy Clicks, and you will find it. Rating and reviewing, if you haven't done so, helps us out a ton. We appreciate it very much, and it takes just a second if you enjoy the show. If you want to support us even further, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash joyclicks at the $1 and $5 tiers. Five bucks will give you producer credit on every show we produce, including this one, like Aaron Easton and Jose Garcia. So thank you very much, and that is it for another episode of Jedi Knights. We'll be back next week with uh, probably a later news week, honestly, compared to this one. <laughs> but, probably, uh, yeah nonetheless excited so until then we're fine everything's fine how are you may the force be with you oh yes 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 you're right beep is up